tocándole al balón Zidane. Entrega por la banda para Roberto Carlos. Toca por dentro. Aparece Ronaldo. Apaga el primer disparo. Hola Madridistas, this is the American Madridista Podcast. I'm your host, Dumasani, recording this episode on March 20th, 2022 from New York City. It was the third Clásico of the season as Real Madrid hosted Barcelona at the Bernabeu in league play today, but the Whites both literally and figuratively never turned up as in their black shirts commemorating 120 years of the club's existence, Real was completely taken apart by Barcelona 4-0. A dominating first-half performance by the visitors that produced two goals was even more so after halftime, and with two more goals just minutes into the second half, the rest of the game would be rendered nothing more than a mere formality, confirming both Real's humbling and Barca's complete turnaround under the leadership of Xavi. The result still leaves Real with 66 points and a healthy 9-point lead at the top of the league table, as Sevilla could only manage a scoreless draw with Real Sociedad earlier in the day, but that will be of little to no consolation to Madrid after suffering such a massive defeat to their longtime rivals. With Benzema and Mendy both out injured, Ancelotti's starting 11 for this Clasico consisted of Nacho, Alaba, Militao, and Carvajal at the back, Valverde, Casemiro, and Cruz in the midfield, and Modric, Vinicius Jr., and Rodrigo up front in a 4-3-3, with Courtois at the back of them all in front of the goal. As much as this match proved to be a completely one-sided affair in favor of Barca, Madrid did have a couple of promising moments early on despite ceding the majority of possession to their rivals, as a break in the fifth minute had Rodrigo shooting into the right side of the net, and another counter a couple of minutes later ended with Valverde forcing a save towards the right post. But when Barca broke forward in the 12th minute for Aubameyang and Dembele to force back-to-back saves, the first of which really felt fortunate for Madrid, notice was officially served about the danger that the Blaugrana were going to present all game long. Even with things being open over the first 20 minutes and both teams taking turns running at each other on the break, Barca looked much more like they were operating by a plan, while Madrid's forays looked far more opportunistic, and when the game slowed down thereafter, it was the visitors that were still able to be purposeful with their possession, while Real looked to be without any ideas about how to effectively attack. Barca's tiki-taka brand of football took advantage of Real not closing down on the ball and ceding too much space for players to receive passes and identify passing lanes thereafter, and it all added up to Barca being completely comfortable with the ball in the attacking half and playing through Madrid almost as casually as if they were on the training ground. When Madrid did get the ball back, they started to have more difficulty in advancing it and were forced into several turnovers in their own half by Barca's effective pressing that only solidified the visitors' control of the ball. And it was winning the ball back in the attacking half that produced Barca's first goal as an interception of Militao's clearance in the 29th minute on the left side led to Dembele ultimately getting the ball on the right wing. He'd run by the backpedaling Nacho to play a cross in from outside of the box, and Aubameyang got in between Alaba and Militao in front of the goal to head the ball past Courtois towards the left post to make it 1-0 Barca. 
It might have all gone differently from then on had Madrid taken its chance on the break in the 36th minute as Valverde's through ball played Vinicius down the pitch on the right. But once the Brazilian got into the box with only Ter Stegen to beat, he'd lose the ball with a heavy touch before getting a shot off and his attempt to win a penalty with an obvious dive did not convince the referee. And a couple of minutes later, Barca would punish Real for wasting a golden opportunity to level the score. Dembele's corner kick from the right side put the ball in between Alaba and Militao above the six-yard box once again, and Araujo would head that ball towards the right post past Courtois to make it 2-0 Barca in the 38th minute, leaving Real completely shell-shocked. The second half would only go from bad to worse for the home team. Ancelotti made a double change, replacing Carvajal and Cruz with Mariano and Camavinga, but that did nothing to improve Real's defensive organization and intensity, and Barca really should have scored just a minute in as Aubameyang's through ball from the defensive half set up Ferran Torres for a 1v1 with Courtois, but he somehow put his shot from the top of the box wide of the right post. But he'd just make up for it a mere minute later as De Jong intercepted Alaba's pass near the midfield to spark another break. Poor challenges by both Alaba and Militao allowed the ball to be advanced to Aubameyang above the box, where he'd make one forward touch before backheeling the ball to Torres running into the box on the left, and he'd atone for his earlier miss by one-timing the ball into the back of the net towards his right to make it 3-0 Barca in the 47th minute, all but killing the game. But the Blagrano were not done, as they'd kick Madrid while they were down just four minutes later, capitalizing on another counterattack as Real completely switched off defensively. The offside's flag went up on a long ball from the defensive right up to Torres on the left, but the referee did not blow the whistle, and Barca would continue with their play. Torres picked out Aubameyang above the box on the right, and with Madrid's defenders just jogging behind him, he'd get into the box and chip the ball over Courtois and into the back of the net in the 51st minute. The referee initially indicated that the goal would be disallowed for offsides, but he also made it clear to the protesting Casemiro during the VAR check that he had not blown his whistle during the play, and after a couple of minutes, the goal would indeed be allowed, as the sequence of passes was determined by VAR to be legal, and Real would be forced to accept a staggering 4-0 deficit. The rest of the game from then on was entirely of no consequence whatsoever, as Ancelotti would put on Asensio and Vasquez for Rodrigo and Nacho in the 63rd minute, but Barca would have the far better of the run of play, and had it not been for some excellent saves by Courtois, as well as their own errant finishing, they very easily could have put 6 or 7 past Real. It got so bad for Madrid that simple interceptions of passes in the defensive half were getting almost sarcastically applauded by the fans in the Bernabeu who didn't head to the exit early, and Real couldn't even get a consolation goal in the end as they slumped to a thorough and well-deserved defeat at the hands of their arch-rivals. Barca's victory was so decisive that only a fool would chalk it up to the absence of Benzema, as Real were devoid of attacking ideas apart from their few chances on the break, and they had no solutions for Barca's attack that moved the ball through their spacious, disorganized, and mistake-prone defense at will. While the result is not likely to have an impact on Real's ultimate pursuit of the league title, it certainly will leave a bitter taste in the mouths of Ancelotti's players for quite some time, and it was the absolute worst possible way for the squad to head into the international break. And then Ronaldo! Oh! Let's break down the individual performances from Real Madrid's defeat today 
and there are certainly no high marks to go around after this game. Starting up front, Luka Modric rated as a 4. With Benzema out, he looked to be playing in a more advanced position as a false 9 of sorts, but with Madrid's possession and attack almost completely lacking in direction for the majority of the game, he ended up having to drop deeper at several points just to get a touch of the ball in order to have some sort of an influence, and that didn't prove to be that much more effective. He most notably initiated a break in the 36th minute after Real defended a corner, which ultimately resulted in Vinny getting into Barca's box and squandering a chance to level a score. He'd make some defensive interventions in the second half, one of which drew some of that sarcastic applause from the crowd, and he'd have a shot from above the box blocked after breaking forward in the 93rd minute, but he was largely ineffective and anonymous in this game. Vinicius Jr. rated as a 4. He started off well over the course of the first 20 minutes, getting onto the end of a Militao through ball on the left wing in the 7th minute and getting into the box to set up a Valverde shot, and then capping a break by forcing a save himself in the 14th minute. But he really blew an opportunity on a 36th minute break when he was able to get into the box from the right wing only to lose the ball with a heavy touch before he could shoot, and he made the bad worse by diving in front of Ter Stegen to try to win a penalty, which clearly didn't work. He didn't do much at all in the second half, as his runs into the final third on the left were well defended with either good tackles or defensive positioning that forced him to give up the ball. Rodrigo rated as a 4. It was a promising first 20 minutes for him as well, but then not much more after that. He intercepted a pass in the defensive half in the 4th minute and fired a shot into the right side of the net to cap a Madrid break a minute later, and in the 20th minute, he'd make a forward run and fire off another shot that got blocked. But by the time he was firing off a shot in the 61st minute, which also got blocked, Madrid were down 4 and the game was all but over, and Asensio would replace him a couple of minutes after that. In the midfield, Valverde rated as a 5. He was the best of the outfield players while the game was still a game, as he acquitted himself relatively well over the first 45 minutes. He made a good forward run through the central area and into the attacking half to set up Rodrigo's fifth minute shot, and a couple of minutes later, he was forcing a save with a shot from just above the box. He also played a good ball over to Vinicius on the right wing during the 36th minute break that presented Real with a golden opportunity to level the score. Even though the game was over quickly into the second half, he continued with a solid overall effort as compared to the rest of his teammates, making multiple defensive interventions and firing off shots in the 60th and 83rd minutes, the latter of which was an absolute screamer from distance that went just over the bar. Casemiro rated as a 3. It was a completely anonymous performance from him, especially in terms of his defensive presence in the midfield as he was nowhere to be found as Barca continuously passed the ball comfortably through Madrid. He did, however, turn up in the 24th minute as he recovered to block a Ferran Torres shot from the center of the box. His second-half performance was most notable for his well-struck effort from distance in the 66th minute that missed to the left. Tony Cruz rated as a 3. He hasn't been on a run of good form lately, and this game was no different as he had no influence whatsoever on Madrid's possession and attacking play. He did make a few defensive plays as he won the ball back for Madrid in the 8th and 11th minutes, and was unfairly booked for a clean challenge that won the ball in the 22nd minute, but with Madrid facing a two-goal deficit and looking to bring something new to the game to reverse the score, he was replaced by Camavinga at halftime. In the back, Nacho rated as a 3. He intercepted a ball into the box in the 6th minute, 
and won the ball back on the left wing in the attacking half in the ninth minute. But in the 29th minute, he allowed Dembele to get by him on the right wing and into the final third. And by backing off, he gave up far too much space for Dembele to pick out Aubameyang with his cross into the box to set up the opening goal. Dembele would get the better of him again with a run into the box in the 37th minute, but he recovered to block the shot attempt. In the second half, he was soft in his challenge of Ferran Torres in the 51st minute as he got onto the end of a long ball and comfortably set up Aubameyang for another goal, and Lucas Vasquez would replace him in the 63rd minute. David Alaba rated as a 2. It was an absolutely nightmarish performance from him, easily his worst to date in a Madrid shirt, which is another reason I hope we never see those black kits ever again. He had a couple of interceptions over the first 20 minutes, but completely whiffed when he attempted to high-kick Dembele's cross into Aubameyang in the 29th minute. He'd also failed to intercept Dembele's 38th-minute cross that Araujo got onto the end of to double Barca's advantage, and his bad pass and missed time tackle in the 47th minute were both key factors in the build-up to Barca's third goal. His contributions to the attack all came later in the second half with the game all but over as he played a couple of good crosses in and forced a save from the left side of the box in the 79th minute, but there was nothing he could do to redeem his effort after directly contributing to three of the four Barca goals. Militao rated as a 2. He was pretty much just as bad as his centre-back counterpart and it was annoying to see him make gestures blaming some of his teammates after Barca goals when he himself had to shoulder some of the blame. He played a good through ball to Vinny on the left wing during a 7th minute break and had interceptions in the 22nd and 29th minutes, but his clearance on the latter occasion turned the ball over in Madrid's own half, and shortly thereafter he lazily found himself on the wrong side of Aubameyang as he got into the box to head home the opener. He'd be on the wrong side of Rajo on his 38th minute header that made it 2-0 Barca, and to start the second half, he made a poor challenge on De Jong during the 47th minute build-up to Barca's third. He'd also totally lose track of Aubameyang behind him as he got into the box and put Barca up four in the 51st minute, and his bad touch almost set up Dembele for a fifth in the 73rd minute, so it's safe to say that this was his worst game of the season as well. Danny Carvajal rated as a three. He intercepted a ball in the final third to halt a Barca break in the sixth minute, but he was out of position on a few occasions in the first half as he didn't recover quickly enough after coming up to aid in the attack. Torres got behind him to get to a through ball in the final third and set up an Aubameyang shot in the 12th minute, and he turned the ball over deep into Madrid's own half a mere minute later. He'd win the ball near the midfield in the 20th minute, but he had no defensive impact after that, and with Madrid in need of goals after going down two, he'd get replaced by Mariano at halftime. As for the substitutes, Mariano rated as a 3. He was part of a double change at the half, replacing Carvajal, and he didn't have many opportunities to make an impact up front. He was able to get a shot off from the right side of the box in the 59th minute that was blocked, and he got onto the end of Alaba's ball in the box in the 85th minute, only to have his own attempted cross from the left side fail to make a connection in front of the goal. Camavinga rated as a 3. He also went on to start the second half, replacing Cruz, and he was of equally minimal impact. He was either committing fouls or getting fouled himself and winning free kicks, but he otherwise did nothing to either improve the effectiveness of Madrid's attack or reduce Barca's dominance in possession. Marco Asensio rated as a 3. He took the place of Rodrigo in the 63rd minute, 
and he most notably made a forward run on the right before being tackled above the box in the 66th minute and one time the shot high from the left side of the box in the 77th minute. Lucas Vasquez is the final substitute rated as a 3. He also went on in the 63rd minute, replacing Nacho. His limited contributions included a forward run initiating a break in the 82nd minute, a half volley from the center of the box that put the ball wide right of the goal in the 85th minute, and a booking for a foul on a Barca break in the 88th minute. Finally in front of the goal, Thibaut Courtois rated as a 5. He kept things from being even worse than they were with some excellent saves, starting with a stop of Aubameyang's point-blank effort in the 12th minute and Dembele's shot from the right side of the box shortly thereafter. There really was nothing more he could do to stop any of Barca's four goals as he was totally let down by the defense in front of him each time. And with Barca really running riot during the second half, he did his best to make sure that they wouldn't tack on any more goals as he made several more saves. But to be fair, he was lucky not to be beaten by Dembele as he got into the box following a break in the 73rd minute and put the ball wide to the left despite Courtois being again left the sitting duck by his own back line. It was an absolutely miserable day for Real as Barca's resurgence under Xavi was confirmed with this exclamation point of a victory and with Madrid's winning streak over the Blagrana coming to an end in such infamous fashion, it's a safe bet that we won't be seeing Madrid's special edition black shirts on the pitch again anytime soon. As bad as the final score was, the play of Madrid was even worse, and has to raise some serious questions about how Madrid is going to correct some of its flaws going forward, particularly with a Champions League quarterfinals tie against Chelsea coming in just a few weeks. This one is going to sting for a while, particularly with the international break keeping Real off of the pitch for the next couple of weeks, but the hope is that Ancelotti and his squad can use the time off to not only get key players fit, but also to iron out some things on the training ground in order to prepare for the final stretch of the season. Three in the box waiting for the cross and it was Bale! Up next for Real Madrid, the Whites will be off for the next couple of weeks for the international break and they won't return to the pitch again until the 2nd of April when they travel to play Celta Vigo. Real defeated Celta 5-2 at the Bernabeu back in September and Celta currently sit 11th in the league table with 36 points from their 29 games having won 9, drawn 9 and lost 11. Madrid has come back from a couple of periods of extended time off this season and played at less than their best, so there will be pressure on them to do otherwise in the game against Celta, especially since it will serve as a warm-up for the Champions League clash against Chelsea that will follow a few days later. I imagine it may be a coin flip for Benzema and Mendy to appear in the Celta match, even if they fully recovered from their current injuries, but if they are kept out to protect them for the Champions League game, Madrid still should have plenty of talent available to overcome Celta and maintain their advantage at the top of the league table. The next time you all will hear from me on this podcast will be after the match against Celta Vigo on April 2nd, so be sure to keep an eye out for a new episode to drop once the final whistle sounds. Until then, as always, Hala Madrid!